Hello and you are welcome to the RF podcast. It is the 9th of February. It is a cold Wednesday evening here on the top floor of RF Towers. I'm joined with, as usual, Enda Mac and the return of the prodigal son, Ronan Kenny. Ronan, how are you? Great to be back, lads. <laughs> the old place don't change too much. <laughs> no, we haven't much of a we haven't much of a budget for uh for uh, interior decorating yet, but uh, things will improve uh, as as time goes on. Endemac, what's the crack? I just have to clarify with Ronan, you are back with Belly Hardness this year. My job isn't under threat. No, no, no. We've got you out East Mayo as well, and that was objective number one for the year. Yeah, no more get of you on East Mayo. I managed that all on my own, Ronan. Yeah, it's get him out of. you start, I think. It's getting out of Mayo now. Next, that's the next thing that uh, that that people are planning for. Anyway, lads, before we start, it's time to mention our, our the podcast sponsor, Grogan Concrete, the number one supplier of top dressing sand for football pitches, rugby pitches, Gaelic pitches, soccer pitches, golf courses, and also horse arenas for sand. The number one top dressing sand for horse arenas. So make sure you give. Uh, Grogan Concrete the, the shout when looking for any of them things when it comes to sand they're the number one supplier in the Connacht region um, Mayo Monaghan wasn't on TV awful hard to watch uh, awful hard to get a full run down the story but we had the one and only Enda Mac make a trip to Monaghan to, to cover us Enda give us a, a quick synopsis and the week I suppose we can ask our questions in after uh, what we uh, want to know about the, the, the day itself um, yeah, good win, first of all. Uh, anytime you go away from at home in the league and win, it's a good day. Um, first half, again, struggled around the middle of the field. Uh, called a short, the captain after 25 minutes. Brought on Aidan O'Shea. Should have started, in my opinion, but didn't. Um, second half... Lee Keegan, Porrick O'Hora tore into the game. They were in trouble in the full-back line early on. Should have conceded 1-2 early, didn't. Monaghan wasted chances. Lee moved out to the half-back line and, surprise, surprise, dominated when he got out to the half-back line. Aidan came into the middle of the field, gave us a physical presence. Connor Loftus came off the bench, played well in the half-forward line, kicked the point. Um... Aid Norm was industrious inside. Jermit had his best game for a long time, which is encouraging. Um, Monaghan would be sick. They kicked wide after wide in the second half. Uh, they should have been out the gate. They didn't kill us off. And when it turned into a battle, Mayo love a battle, and the leader stood up and got us over the line. No great tactical change in the second half, just pure heart, Parco Hora, Lee Keegan, drive, 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 the usual male game plan, running from deep. Uh, Ryan O'Donoghue, when the, we were, the team was going bad, Ryan O'Donoghue in the first half, Ryan O'Donoghue is the man. We have a marquee forward. He is the man. Yeah. We and, have he a marquee forward. and he kicked passing. And he kicked passing. Owen McLaughlin gave one brilliant kick pass early on. Um, Not much kick pass. And as usual, game style. Um, uh, My criticism is great win in in a league game, but you need a long-term plan. The long-term plan surely can't be Conor O'Shea 10 years into his career, 37 games played in 10 years, playing midfield 
he's not going to play midfield in an All Ireland final. No, but you're 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 you're, you're Ruan mi- mi- missing and potentially. I understand that, but you need him on the bench, and couldn't you look at Paddy Dorkin midfield? Something different. Could yeah. you not have a look at Paddy Dorkin? We've uh, embarrassment of riches in the half back line. We've too many. Our captain, who last year played well at centre back. Hasn't been tried there yet this year and has had the embarrassment of been taken off after 25 minutes instead of being moved back to centre back where Michael Plunkett was in big trouble. By the way, Mike, Michael Plunkett plays at centre forward with his club. Are you yeah. warming in any way to Jordan Flynn in the middle of the field in the, or the prospect? He played all right off the bench, but I don't see him. I'm, I'm, all my thinking is to an All-Ireland final. And I think Matty Ruan is going to be midfield with one other. Do I see it being Jordan Flynn? No. no. I don't either. No, and I don't see it being Oshin Mullen. And I think Jack Kearney's going to come too quick for him this year, but he'll be blooded, I hope. So, yeah. so have, who's he, going to be? He's well aware of this conundrum, I'm sure, himself. And there is a bit of a conundrum there for him to solve because I don't he he seems reluctant to go with Aiden because once bitten twice shy in Crow Park as well. With no, Aiden. no. We're done. So we're done with Aiden. He's not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, but He's again, trying to find a solution then. It's... Yeah. Again, Ronan, it's league football now. And Connacht football. Aiden is probably needed there in the provincial grounds. When you yeah. get to Croke Park, then you have to look at perhaps Paddy Dorkin, perhaps Oshin Mullen to give us pace, to match the so, pace of the top teams. What are you looking for, Soenda? Are you looking for him to show us his hand of what he's going to do above in Crow Park now when it's in the league when it should be Aidan O'Shea and when it's when it's a slow game it suits O'Shea and the provincial grounds fine it should be O'Shea and Ruan but are you looking for him to show his hand now why would he show his hand well you can't just decide on an Ireland final day that I'm going to put Paddy Dorkin or Oshin Mullen midfield for the first time in his life he'd be absolutely hammered if he'd done it you have to try these things out you don't have to do it every week, but you must have a look at it to see how it goes. What, what if he was doing a training or a match uh, challenge? Not, not oh. the same thing. Not I'd no. say they looked at those first two games, though. I'd say they looked at that as a little block within, a, yeah, you know, within their season. And they've probably closed it off. And they knew the weather would be shitty enough and that they were going to have to grind out. And the pressure is a bit off. Not that they're safe, but three points is better than where we've often been after this stage. So like yeah. he, may, he may try something or they may try something different. Yeah. You know? You'd hope, I hope, Croke I really Park. hope now he plays Jack Carney midfield in Croke Park next week. I don't expect Jack Carney to start in the championship, but look at Jim Gavin when he was with Dublin. He'd try young lads out during the league. He mightn't play them in the championship, he might introduce them, get the experience into them during the league. We have three points. We're more than likely going to beat Kildare in the last game. We're going to be safe in the league. Now is the time to try out stuff. Try Jack Carney in the middle field. Blood him. Try Oshin Mullen. Try Paddy Dorkin. Yeah. yeah. I, well, don't I, go I, back I, to I, the tried and tested. Jeremy played well in the central role, I'm told, at the late yeah. of the weekend. And I don't like him. I like him as a club midfielder. I don't really think he's an intercounty midfielder. But I think that experiment is over as well. It hasn't really worked over the years. But um, what, 11, is he going to hold down 11 going forward? They have to hold down a half-forward yeah. line. That's where yeah. they're struggling. I'd like well. to see him get a run of games now at 11 and see how he goes. Yeah. Like, I'm not having a go here at Conor O'Shea. Conor O'Shea has played all his football in the forwards with his club. No more than Conor Loftus were struggling for two wing half-forwards. Fionn hasn't, the two games so far haven't gone well for him. And Brian Welch has done nothing to suggest to me that he's an inter-county wing forward at this stage. So Conor and... and Conor O'Shea 
should be looking to fill them roles at wing forward for me. They have the physicality, even though he might be taller than Paddy Dorkin or Rushin Mullen. They have more physicality than Conor O'Shea. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's a good argument you brought up for yourself there, Enda, about trying Paddy Dorkin middle of the park. Well, we need a physical... Do we need a physical presence when it comes to Crow Park against the big teams? Will Paddy Durkin be able to play that role at midfield when he's never played there before? Now, you said it yourself, he's never played in, in, in the midfield. So why well, he has would a Castle we... Bar in the Championship this year. Ha, he, ha, he's played a couple of games at yeah. club level. It's a big yeah. fucking step up. But that's so. my point. That's why he should have tried him there yeah, the weekend. When he gets, he, gets, he gets Mullen back, he gets Hessian back. He has potentially for Crow Park, maybe not Hessian. He has potential to experiment a little bit more across. Yeah. I, I do give the benefit of the doubt for the first two games. Get points on the board. Do what you have to do. Grind. You're playing two northern teams. But I'd like Dallas to a little bit take shackles off and look, yeah. as you said, at the bigger picture. Yeah. The, I, I'd love to see Connor O'Shea and Connor Loft to start two wing forwards. In the next like, yeah, yeah, right, so it's Crow Park the next day. We're going Henley in goal. And your two midfielders are going to be who are? For the next day, I would go with Jack Carney and Mathieu Rouen. Go with pace. Right. And then your half forwards, Conor Loftus? Conor Loftus, one wing forward, Jermud and uh, Conor O'Shea. Jermud and Conor O'Shea, and then your half backs, Paddy Durkin. Yeah, you see, you don't know what. You you don't know is Oshin Mullen going to be available or Enda Hessian going to be available. But. Uh, it's only a month since he made Stephen Cohen captain. Surely to God he has to start him in his best position at centre back. Yeah, he hasn't I done it yet. I'm not too. I'm not too like. I don't. I don't buy into this whole. Like, the captain has to be, you know, like he has to be down the team sheet. Like I don't. I like. Uh, well, if you, uh, well, they have to try him in his best position. Is the only point I'm making. Yeah, I think there's too much emphasis on, on. Make him captain. I like people. There's too much. I think there's too much noise about the fact that they made him captain. I mean, he's obviously a great guy to everyone on the team, whatever. But you just not automatically mean he deserves to start every game, or mightn't yeah. start most games at all. Like there might be just certain times for him. It could be like our last captain, where horses, four courses, where we say it every week. Sand. <laughs> I, I think That's... we've still have one Achilles heel lads that, that has hasn't really been brought up this year, and that's our full back line, because they suffered greatly at the weekend in the first half, Inda, from what I'm yeah. hearing. And I thought they suffered for long periods against Donegal. And if I'm looking at, on the ground, left and right, they're good. They're accomplished. Like, you know, Harrison is on the ground sort of defender. Hoare is very much a low ball sort of defender. But like, if I'm Kieran McGinney or if I'm even Chad O'Connor, you've seen the direct football carry play. And uh, these long diagonal balls... High balls in, I think, will work. That's where Mayo could and will be targeted. We can go back to the years in Pro Park where, we've hap- where it's happened. Even in the All Ireland final last year, we never really got to grips with that. And that's where I think Cohen may be still like he, he had a nightmare on Murphy. But um, I think they're struggling to counteract that. Now, playing Dublin, like we used to battle with Dublin year on year, Dublin rarely went down that road. You know, we marked yeah. them on the ground. Yeah. And we were able to do that all over the field left, right, turning fast. Sprinting, the, but the toe, the toe football is super. Yeah, the, only, the only thing I'd say about them balls against Donegal, especially, we were wiped in the middle of the field. There was no pressure on the ball coming in in the first half. When the pressure comes on the ball out the field, it makes it harder for the lads to deliver it. Yeah, and I think if we have a stronger midfield and like we were wide open up the middle the last day in the first half, uh, just Michael Plunkett wasn't up to the pace of the game, I felt anyway. 
if we strengthen up them positions, there's less pressure on, hopefully, inside. Release Lee Keegan to the half-back line. Try Dunnock and McHugh. He's not a small lad. Put him no. back in the full-back line and sink or swim. I just think it is one area that, again, as I say, like, look at Rian O'Neill catching balls way above his head. Like, we we can't compete with that. This counter, it's counter-attack football, I think, is if, if if Mayo go down the route of running up the pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Armagh set for the, yeah, yeah, set yeah. For the reset. Two quick yeah. passes and Reno O'Neill inside. I mean, it has all the hallmarks for Mayo to get caught out badly in that aspect. Yeah, like people are talking about Dublin getting wiped at the world, but like, Jesus, they hung their full-back line out to dry the last two weeks. Like, David Byrne, these fellas look bad because... They, they're they making... They're they making, haven't come bad over couple of weeks they're being hung out to dry by, by by their management in a way like jesus the way dublin are setting up is crazy crazy but, at the moment and the mistakes they're making it's not the same team at all like it's completely head some of the headless mistakes that dublin are making in the last two games well you'd never seen that in the last five or six years yeah you, but even you, the way they set up with the elements like they didn't yeah you know, the game I don't, was over i after. don't think desi i don't think desi farrell has it no i don't know i, I just I don't doesn't like talk about that but like jesus you have to ask questions Lads, Mick Fitzsimons, Robbie McDade, Con O'Callaghan, James McCarthy, Johnny Cooper. He, he's not. He's playing with half a deck. He yeah. is. He is. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I don't think he's this. I don't think he has the there's backing still, or the confidence of the group. Like, there's still some, there's still there's experienced players. There's still experienced players that aren't playing as half as well as they were. Of Barry Fincher. Yeah. But there's still lads making headless mistakes that you've never seen before and as a group it's worrying even if you bring them lads in that's contagious if them lads are on the pitch already are making them fuck ups them lads come in after a couple of games they'll start doing them too It's cont- that sort of spreads in a the squad they're still in the top four and in terms yeah. of an Ireland they're still yeah. ahead of me oh yeah, 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 yeah do you know yeah. what I mean I'm not writing them off for a second but um, but, but Roland you play against a Rian O'Neill or you play against a David Clifford surely did Jesus in 2022 you play with a plus one back there in front. Mayo don't. I under... Well, <laughs> come here. You know, Mayo don't. <laughs> but, like, yeah. We match up with Dublin. But right? is there any because other Dublin county in, in Ireland that won't play with a plus one against the, the top inside forwards? Did we like not that, play with a top plus one against Donegal? No, we didn't. No. Did, did someone not sit in front of Murphy for a while? No. But, but the, we, our forwards, in fairness to them, do work back. Yeah, or we yeah. don't play with a full time plus one. Yeah, and I like, don't think if David I, I, Clifford's getting a good supply of ball, I don't care who the corner back is or full back, they're not going to mark him. No, no. I, I, the Kerry, <laughs> them, that Kerry game, and I, I, it's yeah. going to be worrying when 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 you've when you've Kerry playing like that and and the Armagh game. I think they can beat Dublin. Um, they want to. They want to. A lot of people are crying out for Ushi to go into middle field. The like two are probably two of them, but like. I don't think we could take him or afford to take him out of that back six and probably that back three at the moment because of the likes of Clifford and because of the Reno needs because you're going to run into one of these really top-class footballers, Conor Callaghan. But he's not it's, a man-marker, Ronan, no. is he? Uh, but he's, he's, one, he's, he's a better man-marker, if you like, at that sort of a player than a Porik O'Hora because the size and because, yeah. and, then, and then Harrison, you know? Well, but just he, play a plus one and Brendan Harrison is fine on them. <laughs> But yeah. it's going to take you. But then you play. Uh, I don't change your mindset from the manager. Yeah, you play. You play the plus one, then run, and you lose. You lose the pressure out the field that can put yeah, in this. I don't ball. agree with the plus one per se for seventy minutes. But you have to be able to like 
you know, they're within the within the as the game is playing, one of the players have to figure out. I'm now the plus one for the next 35, 40 yeah. seconds, 50 seconds. And then I can go back in and stop back up to my tin jersey and the players coming down the other side, 12 can drop back in. Someone has to be that person. Yeah. And that's not, you can't just play like under 12s and we'll bring number 15 back and we'll sit in there <laughs> for the day and we'll move them left and right. You know, you have to. Be, yeah. Oh, well, okay. I, you, you know how a plus one works, Ron. I'm not saying that you put a man standing two yards in front of Clifford and yeah. Brendan Harrison two yards behind him and he doesn't move mm. because they'll find you out another way. Well, they'll free up six good forwards. They'll free up someone. I'd like yeah. to think that we're underestimating what Mayo are doing, and I'd say that they have to be dedicated an odd session here and there at exactly this. Do you know, for, and putting a Ryan O'Donoghue in there and making life very difficult for him with one in front and people dropping. You know, because these marquee forwards at the moment, lads, are, are playing puck. Yeah, you know, they really are. The, yeah. the big but it's league football; it will tighten up come championship too. Yeah, but, yeah. We're awesome. getting. I actually listened to an old podcast we done there one day. It was about a league game last year. We complete or two years ago when we started out. We completely got carried away over something that was a non-event. I forget what it was. I just thought it was hilarious, and I said to myself, "Whatever you do, remind yourself that only two rounds of the league have been played, and half the players aren't back, and that we're getting going completely down some rabbit hole that won't even be there come championship." <laughs> yeah. but, but we're looking at the bigger picture. We're looking at the bigger picture. The league doesn't matter. We were relegated in the league in 2020. It made no difference. We're still in the Ireland final. The league doesn't matter. The league is about finding players and finding position for players for later in the year, and the kind of title doesn't matter anymore for this Mayo team. It's all about one thing, the Holy Grail, and that's what James Horn will be judged on. If we're betting an All-Ireland final next next June or whenever the final is, people don't remember the league. It's yeah. all about the Holy Grail. Unfortunately, that's what success brings. I'd like to see Mayo they'll put their foot on Dublin's neck in two weeks. I wouldn't like them yeah. to rock up and play not them. really, you know, play them. Like if that was a Northern team, or Macom or Tyrone or someone, they're going to put their neck down and choke them. When yeah. they're down, kick them when they're down. I hope Mayo take that approach too, because have to, no disrespect, have to. you know, not running them down. But we want them. We want, if you're if they're down, let's try and keep them down. For that, other exactly. And because then it's your every week that goes by is a week closer to Mayo when you might blame them, and it's harder to get that show back on the road for them. I think we'll meet a different animal, Ronan. I think there'll be six or seven of the dubs back. They'll be wheeled out for this game. Yeah, yeah. Revenge in the nostrils. Yeah, uh, but like us, he was probably looking at that first two games as a block in itself, and it failed. Yeah. So he has time now, to, you know, to get Khan back and get, you know, Rock is kind of back and McCarthy back and McDade, you know, whoever those lads you spoke about. They love coming back into a Mayo game in Trump Park because they know yeah. Mayo will bring people and they know it'll be a good occasion and it'll be, yeah. So that game is, you know, it's a, big game. it's a big game for them. It's a big game for Mayo too. It's a big game. I, yeah. It's a huge I, game for Dublin because they have no points, mm. and the pressure is mounting on Desi Farrell. Yeah, there, yeah. there it, is undertones out there in the media that he's under pressure. If he loses his first three games, can that, I say, that will build. I said this. Uh, I was talking to a Kerry man this night, and we're on about Dublin, and yeah, things they have problems, but but they could have, maybe should have bet me on the semi final last year. Could have, if they did, I think they would have. Gone about their business in the All Ireland final and won it again. I think they would have bet Tyrone. And if they'd won the All Ireland, if 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 they'd won the All Ireland again, we'd be laughing now, saying, "Oh, wait till they come back. Wait till these boys come back." But suddenly we're just we're we're hoping as much as anything else that they're fucked, you know? Mm. And <laughs> they're not. Like, they're not. No. But, yeah. but they need to settle the ship. Yeah. 
You know? Air of invincibility has gone off this Dublin team. Yeah, same as United. It had to. Yeah. yeah. It had yeah. to go eventually. Um, and the, they had gone so far with it. Um, they gone so even after when they won the All Ireland with Desi the first time, that team was still running on muscle memory with Gavin, I think. Yeah. Thoughts on Galway, Ron? I don't know. Did you see the Darren match? No, I didn't see it in there. Yeah. No. But no. your thoughts on them? Is there uh, is there uh, a, a, is there an air of optimism that wasn't there now? Yeah, it there changes is. Uh, quickly. But it's it, same. It's the same could be said for the Rossies. The Rossies are after putting up. To, you know, that, they've had a really good start. So Connacht is tight, and I know we're not saying we. we the bigger picture is the All Ireland, but the Connacht Championship is going to be a good championship this year. I think the three of them are. It's hard to know. It's hard to know who's ahead and who's where. But Galway, are, yeah, I wasn't across them in the dome that night, but that was pre-season. That was a nothing event. That was the time I seen them in the flesh. But um, geez, what I did notice that night was the role that your man was playing, O'Neill. Like he's the one that's taken the main before. He's the one that's kind of at the water breaks, doing a lot of the talking. He's the one doing. A hell of a lot, which and why wouldn't he? Like he's an inter-county experienced manager. You know, he served with Kildare, Mayo, Kerry, Cork. But um, yeah, even yeah, they're doing a lot of things right, and they've obviously bought into. Do you know when a manager like Joyce sometimes as well brings in someone of that capability, his own yeah. stock rises because re, they realise this fella's ego isn't is is in check. You know, he doesn't think he knows it all. But, you know, and that's good for the group as well. No, it is. It is. I think I think he's got rid of so many players now that. Every player that's coming in are doing exactly what he's saying, and they're towing the line, and that's it. There's no, you know, it's his way or absolutely no way, and everyone has copped it and realised that now. And even you see Welsh playing a bit further out the field and stuff. I think they, I think they're coming. Um, will that game be in McHale Park? If it is in McHale Park, will the pitch be in good nick? You know, there's still a lot of grass to grow and there's not a lot of time now. You know, we're running out of time for that pitch to be ready. Know, move, yeah, I'd say yeah. we moved to Crow Park. Just before you go on on Galway, Joyce is a purist, like, historically, in terms of football. Whereas, mm. not saying Keane O'Neill isn't, but he's probably a, more of a studier of the game, if you know what I mean. And probably, you know... And he knows, he knows yeah. that Mayo. He knows so, more. There's a good balance there. You know? He knows a lot about the Mayo team. He's involved with Kildare when they bet them. Like... He knows a lot about Mayo and knows a lot about these top teams in the county. Um, and it's not a state secret of how to beat Mayo either. Like. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's going to be a massive season ahead. I'm, I'm looking Ref, forward you to don't it. think the pitch will be ready? Uh, uh, ah, I don't know. I've seen pictures going up during the week. They seem to be good coating the grass. And there is. I thought the Grogan sand was working. It's wonders. It wasn't. I don't, I don't know. It was a Grogan sand that was used on the McHale okay. Park pitch. That's why I'm questioning it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that Wexford sand's a myth, lads, as well. It's actually too porous, I was told. And if you start putting Wexford sand on a pitch, the water goes down too quick and you won't keep the grass growing on it during the good summer. And the only way to plug it is by is it might have to pour, pour, pour put slurry out in the pitch. So, uh, yeah, don't be heeding that Wexford sand, lads. It's all caught. Pick with Grogan's. Uh, Ronan last year was, was uh, exciting for you. Bally Harness. Uh, went on a bit of a run with them disappointment in the end um, the county final in your own pitch was a nice touch we didn't go near you did we did we get you no we didn't we didn't get you near the, the pods you were in you were in there uh, no you uh, watched you watched the junior game in my house beforehand I did, I did yeah that's right <laughs> when I wasn't even here you were in the, yeah. the house here well thanks for leaving it all yeah. Yeah. and he left your present as well he went into the toilet <laughs> oh lovely yeah someone else must have dressed that <laughs> 
Ah, yeah, we would advise you rat let it, you know. Jeez, uh, it's amazing how things can turn. Like that first day after cross flying, we were absolutely crestfallen because, yeah. you know, suddenly, I can probably say it now, like I went from thinking about getting to a county quarter final or semi final, suddenly you lose your first round, and suddenly you're just thinking, you know, we have to, we can't get dragged into something that we, you know, we need to win the next game. And the season becomes very short-term goals. That was a long-term goal. But yeah, look, we, we turned it around pretty well. And momentum is a mighty, mighty thing when it gets when you get it. And uh, yeah, we got great old buy-in. And what game? The Ballon Robe game was... Go through the season. Ballon Robe was the second game. We came out there handier than I thought. Ballon Robe that was a shite match. Yeah, they didn't have a good season, Ballon Robe. Yeah. The third round against Castlebar was probably our squeakiest. It was a lot of nerves from both teams. I thought we did really well against... In beginning Charlestown against uh, Park, and I thought our best performance came against Lewisburg. I thought we were far better on the day. I would like to meet them every day, put it that way. I was glad to get the win and get away from them. Yeah. They're going to be a team to beat again next year, as far as I'm concerned, in it. But uh, yeah, probably the final. I, you know, Jesus, everyone's, you, you were there, you see what happened. It was, we probably feel like we left it after us, obviously. When you put yourself in a situation, we did, but. Oh, what can you do? Go on and try and go say, again. Say, say the intelligent things like we'll learn from it and we'll go again, but it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to fucking say that because you'd be it'd sick be like, as a It'd be like, it'd be like yeah. that uh, interview with um, with uh, a local journalist and the Mayo manager. Did you did you learn much from it over the yeah. over the last? <laughs> Where did you, your, what you learn? What you learn? <laughs> that's what I meant to say to you. Where's your press passes? When is it, when are you? When is Inda in his cabinet actually going to go up to Horton to question at press on the press night? I reflected on your game, Ronan, and I feel that you you need to work on your panel depth. The Jack Kine injury probably cost you. Yeah. And then, because you had to move, or I don't know, did you move him? But uh, Keith just yeah. dropped back. Yeah. Probably yeah. automatically. Yeah. 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 And if you if you get a couple more players, I don't know what you've coming through from the minor ranks. Or will Philippus be back this year if he is? Yeah. He'll probably give you an outlet. Line. Johnny Cunyan is another player who I haven't got to work with much. He was coming back, and you know he'd be a big addition. He's a former May hundred to one as well. Like so. Ah, yeah. Look, there's talent coming through, and I suppose when you have a year like that, you'd like to hope that other lads. You know that the, that the buying is going to be there, and it is. You know we've already haven't started per se, but like yeah, it's been communication. And we're in. You know we're doing our SNC and all that sort of stuff. I seen uh, the O'Mara Cup draw was done. I suppose at the end of your question, seven weeks to run off this competition is going to take to run off the O'Mara Cup. You play how how long does it take the World Cup Come to be played? There's, there's no football until June, so they might as well play seven weeks. There's no league football until June. Would they, not, would they not give them a another couple of weeks off for I think right. the, the, it was originally scheduled to start uh, Paddy's weekend and to put it back a week so they'll push the problem into the further in during the league and uh, it'll be even harder then at the near the end of the year to fix the problem uh, I don't know it's Rodo, too what long do you it's think too long league structure? do you think June is too late to start the league I'm, I'm, not so con- I'm not so concerned about the start date of June I'm more so concerned about the format that's going to get through I'm not against the format per se but what I'm against is like if you finish fifth in your group, and you're so, or you know, or, or whatever, you're in relegation. Or, you know, you're potentially dragged into a relegation. You know, after working your arse off to you know get points along the way. So I think I think there into, might be a change coming in depth from yeah. Sources. I think the top two, the top two should go into semi-finals from both sides. The bottom two from both sides, not the bottom four and top four. I you think know, there's a regroup or there's a redraw that or something. There's something. There's been new. Things been um, groups been made. 
Yeah, because I got a couple of messages asking me what were the groups and stuff. I actually don't know what they were. Um, yeah. Like you have a team what? like, but like who's gone up? Who do I use? And he's like, Mayo Gales or Lewisburg are going up to the top divisions. If they have a, a good accomplishment for them, would be to pick up four or five points and finish fifth, and then suddenly they're back they're in relegation. They're back. They're still in relegation, and they could draw anybody. And maybe the top teams that have been playing without their county players. And they'll have them back then for the relegation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would show. top two, bottom two, and take your chances. And yeah. did you see um, uh, Saint Barry's recent um, training techniques on the tractor? Yeah, Grogan tractors. Are about to next week. Was it a Grogan tractor? No, I'm saying no, I'm Oh, you'll have one of Grogan's factors yeah. out there. Well, I think Tom, or is it John Hagen, the St. Barry's manager? So some of them lads weren't pulling that rope at all. I'd say they have a 10 by no, 6 trailer. It was definitely a publicity stuff that. Oh, that was, tra- the engine was running. Itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need the, well, you need the, you'd need the engine running for the brakes and, uh, well, you might be going to need it for the brakes. Because your friends are going to pull it, pull it up themselves. <laughs> Well, so you never know. Health and safety is very important, you know. You have to be very careful when you're pulling a, tra- a tractor around the walkway of a football pitch. He's completely rewrote the management book. He's tore it up again and he's wrote it again, hasn't he? He's gone back to the old school pulling tractors and out roaring at them. It's brilliant. I really do hope they, they kick on. I heard they've got a great, uh, they've got great traction. And um, I think what it was as well, I don't know, if, have we talked about this, Enda? No. No. I think what it was, it was when people heard the first and the first couple of minutes, they're like, oh, this is this is embarrassing. But by the time you finish listening to the WhatsApps, you genuinely like Toss. Do you know what? He's really passionate about it. Like, I'd play for that man. And I think Aim McGee put it up because I'd play for him. And he's right, because if you know a fella has his heart in the right place about something, it's a lot easier to commit to it because you know he's not there for the few quid or he's just not now mercenary running around the place. So... Um, yeah, Barry's for junior. I hope they um, I hope they do it. I uh, ref, the... I'm going to give a bet of the week here because I'm afraid the price is going to go because I'm after indulging. Uh, DCU <laughs> <laughs> to win tomorrow night against UL are nine to four with bet three six five. Unusual company I'm given, but the reason I am the price has gone everywhere else. It's into six to four with Paddy Power and eleven to eight with Boyles. So nine to four bet three six five. Owen McLaughlin now out injured. Stefano Cunbar out injured for UL. DCU beat them in the league semi final. So uh nine to four is some price. That's really good isn't it? Yeah, we got very unlucky with our nine to four bet last weekend with the last minute goal. The bet of the week is exactly even uh, after two weeks, we've had two winning bets, two losing bets, which have cancelled each other out. So hopefully a nine to four one to get us going this weekend. Have DCU anyone to mark Clifford? Uh, they're going to play a plus one. I was talking to Paddy Christie, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to explain it to That's our management team afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Owen McLaughlin's a huge loss for UL. Whenever yeah. you know, at that level, he was seeing playing for them twice. He's brilliant, really top class player. Top class yeah. for them, like so. He's going to be a big loss. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's, he's too bad. Too badly injured from the from the talk around the county. Mm. I heard a sprain, but of course you don't know. Tommy Conroy, uh, the the news we feared. I don't think we had it in last week's podcast. He no. won't be. He won't be playing uh, this year. Probably at all. He probably won't even get back for club at this stage. So yeah, uh, it's actually a bigger loss for the Neil than it is for Mayo in a way. 
because <laughs> Daniil, without Tamikana, they're under big pressure. Mayo aren't under relegation pressure. That just that will put Daniil under relegation pressure. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a serious loss for Daniil when he was literally at that level, at club level, he is unmarkable unless you've got a top. Five. Unless if not, no. so Westport, Lee Keegan, or uh, uh, even still, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 even yeah. even still, Keegan, I think would be, would struggle with him now. Um, yeah. Jerkin yeah. maybe has the legs from, but I, I did you like, say now that they've got injured? No, they're not. They weren't muscular injuries, so it's hard to totally come down the heavy. But that section certainly should isn't getting the. They're, they're wondering why it's not the competition it was ten or fifteen years ago. Well. It's not getting the respect it deserves. Like it should be played earlier in the calendar year, and everyone is saying it. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. We said it a few weeks ago. I said it a few weeks ago as well. But like the fact that Owens is non-muscular, I think, and Conroy's definitely is non-muscular, takes weight away from the argument I'm trying to make, I suppose. But at the same time, the competition isn't getting a fair crack of it. You know, should like, they should the play for? Well, it should it should be knockout, lads. Should be knockout. Group stage yeah. for a start. Yeah. It's taking up extra time. Yeah, have it knockout. Like Clifford was still playing the last yeah. day, like after seventy minutes, like and his schedule the last few weeks has been carnage. You know, they like brought in, yeah, they brought in that the game door, was over. Then. The game was over. They brought you in could the lose door, your first yeah. match. Yeah, uh, you could lose your first match. It's taken up extra time. County managers and uh, come here. I have sympathy for county managers on this one. Yeah, because, I do as well. Yeah, because a lot of the county managers, their year is about the league. They're not going to win in All Ireland, so. If they haven't got their best players playing in the early rounds of the league, it ruins their year. For the vast, there's probably only four or five teams that realistically can win in All Ireland. The rest is the rest of the counties. It's about league football for them. So uh, there's no easy solution to this. But uh, having a backdoor in Sigerson isn't helping anyone, in my belief. I think it should be knocked out. It's still there. Still will be issues, but it might lessen them. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's not going to be solved either. It's going to be brushed under the carpet and it'll be rare it's said next year, the year after. When it happens again, there'll be a few pricks on a podcast talking about it. There'll be a few pricks on another podcast talking about it. There'll be a bit in the paper. It'll all go away. It'll be championship and it'll start at rare it's said again. It's the, it's the GEA way, isn't it? It's just not enough things happening unless it was a serious injury to... I suppose Tommy Conroy is top, I suppose one of the top footballers. And even still, if it was a Clifford now, then maybe people would start talking. Maybe. I'm just saying. It's if you usually... only take an injury to Clifford tomorrow night, and I hope it doesn't happen uh, for this to become. Is that, were you at that game, Enda? Yeah. Pitch, what was it like? Pitch was fine. No, was it heavy? Just, was it... No, it was just an unfortunate injury. I seen the knee buckle. He was probably fouled in the lead up to it. He didn't get a free, and the knee buckled. I didn't hear the roar of pain, but someone beside me said they heard him scream with pain. And uh, we talked about Daniil, but for the lad himself, the thoughts of the rehab on an ACL, just what the lads have to go through now in rehabbing that injury. It's serious, serious work to get back to the level he was at. It's yeah. devastating. It's, it's sick. It'll leave you sick, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? Before we wrap her up. Ronan, we haven't had you on in a while. Any players for Mayo that haven't been involved that you'd like to see get more game time? Do you know what? A lot of people got, got, got brought in, like, even from the Intermediate Championship. So I don't think anyone was missed really along the way. Some would yeah. feel maybe they didn't get a run in games, but, like, I don't know, like, 
it's it's such a short period of time. I think really, I mean, decisions are made before you actually go to these trials or these games. You know, people have a fair idea what you are, and I don't know. Certainly, uh, sometimes it feels like you're, they're ticking a box and look at what the world we call in everybody. But like, unless this, unless you get a run of games. I was up watching clear the, the game died to play clear in a challenge and it was three twenty-five minutes. So I just happened to be up there and I was like some I stumbled across it. Uh, I, I don't know, I just thought <laughs> oh. you know, like you go you go on for twenty minutes, you go off to come on again for the t- it's very hard to, to get to what what's what's the idea of success in a fifteen minute window of a game? I got two positions, I didn't give it away. Do you know you're afraid to do anything wrong? I don't know. It's just was anyone missed? I don't know. You stumbled into a match and the ref stumbled into the punch bowl on a Tuesday night. It's amazing the places you lads can stumble <laughs> into. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting more questions the last few I, weeks about you, Linda, in terms of what do you do for a living or what do you do for a book? <laughs> is everyone, the, is everyone. Officially yeah. on RFP, payroll now, or what's the story? Uh, yeah, and, and that pays person. very well, I have to say. You're getting enough, you prick. Um, um, what was I going to say? Every single person asked me that, Enda. Every, mm. what, like, how did you, how did you know Enda? How did you get to know him? What did he like, do for a book? What did he <laughs> do, like, what sort of book is he? And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea, like, me and Enda, right, we talk to each other, I'd say, three or four times a week, and he might, he might get in a fit of ringing about Trincha, but it's never about personal, it's, I've never had the conversation, I've never met your wife, Enda, I have no idea what her name is, I don't even know where you live, like, it's absolutely mental, people ask me what well, Enda business. Ma- <laughs> people ask me, well, what does Enda, I have to fucking clue what you do for a living. Uh, I know what you a, do for a living, Riff. I've, uh, yeah, we can't talk about that. Uh, and, and, <laughs> National secrets. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I think he that's right. You very serious there, Riff. I wasn't going to talk I'm a about fucking, it. I'm a serious man in, in my profession, so I won't be uh, questions. <laughs> um, Are you coming up to me this weekend, uh, Riff? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, planning on, yeah. Um, okay. The, what, why why would I be coming up to Charleston? What's oh. on in Charleston the weekend, Ronan? Oh, yes, our big run for Colin is on this weekend. So, RF told me at Christmas time he's going to make a reappearance to us. So, yeah, that's the plan this weekend I, now. I have it scheduled in for the 12th of thing. I'll be there around 3 or 4 o'clock, whatever time. You live I, should, I, I should be back after my 21k by that. I actually <laughs> have nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we might uh, visit one or two hostilities in the local area if you're around Charleston. Make yeah. sure you call in and buy me a pint. Yeah, it's got a great. I just, it's got all your listeners would have seen it all over social media and everything. I'm sure people, if they're signed up, they've signed up by now. But just one last plug, just... You know the story. You know the story. It's not still an easy thing to talk about, but yeah, look, Colin was what he was and, and what happened happened. But if anyone is at a loose end Saturday or anytime, Sunday, Friday, just to go do it virtually or do whatever, we're, it's just our way of every year remembering Colin at this and his birthday are the two big dates. So be nice for people to support in any way they can. Yeah. And obviously the pitch up there is going to be fitting tribute when we get there, which we will. Oh, oh, what? Just a few things before Ronan goes, Ref, because uh, we're going to have uh, the Kilmina manager on in a while. Just to mention for the hurlers who drew last weekend or in London this weekend, the ladies of Castlebar put up a very spirited performance. I didn't see it now, but I, I didn't think that they would get as close to the star-studded yeah. Sylvester's team as they did. Actually, a brilliant performance. I, 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 I I've yeah. seen the I'd seen the one one they had scored early on, and yeah. I just went off oh, for 
But, yeah, it looked like the right was on the wall for them. Fair play. Yeah, them. no, yeah. they don't. They, hung in there, yeah. they, they performed above themselves, in my opinion. And, and thank Catchin again for coming on. And the last thing this weekend, a renewal of an old rivalry in the Connacht College's final. St. Gerald's playing St. Coleman's uh, Saturday in Chewham. I'll head up. We'll probably ref. I'll have a chat to you in Charleston if you're not on the beer at half time and full time. What time uh, is the game at? I think it's at two o'clock. Oh, um, yeah, I'd be safe enough. Yeah, it's uh, safe enough to go online at that stage of the day. So there are two of the heavyweights of college football, Jarlitz and Coleman's. The last time Coleman's beat them in the final was in 1981, six points to five. Uh, one link to the match is Joe Gilmore, uh, who, managing director of Knock Airport, played in that game, and his son Paul is wing back on the fine, team this yeah, year. Fine footballer by all accounts too. Yeah, we've Good seen time. him the last day, Ref. I think you were impressed with him. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Finn's lads, James and John, are nephews of the 81 captain, John Finn. So there's a couple of nice symmetries. I think the Jarrett's have a star full forward, and John Birmingham, they've scored 16 points en route to the final, and he's got 14 of them. So if Coleman's can curtail him, there might be a surprise Connacht title for the Clamoris College. Angus Murphy going back to Coleman. It'd be great to see it. Um, especially you were impressed when... with them refed against the Bish? I was, yeah. Um, I was I was impressed with the way they adapted and kept plugging away. And all of a sudden, before they knew it, they were on top of the Bish and looked like a different team compared to the first 10-15 minutes. Do a lot of good forwards, which is great to see for a young Mayo team. Um, something yeah, we struggled the full with. forward line from the last day, all three... Are underage next year. Are they? The yeah. Adam Adam Byrne had a lovely strike at me on Twitter. Yeah, I and was... then you, you tried to hang me, yeah. <laughs> as usual. Well, I was tweeting. I asked you who scored that. So <laughs> you, I'm blaming you for that. You might have a right in the notes, but I I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the dig, Adam. Fair play, yeah. It was subtle, but uh, I enjoyed it. Fair play, yeah. Keep it up. Before we go, Inda, where did you pull that Coca-Cola T-shirt? I think, <laughs> I think it's actually an old Coca-Cola logo. <laughs> Give us a look at it, Inda. Coca-Cola. Oh my no. God, that there's is no, there's no doubt I got it for nothing, Ronan. I'd say you got it for 20 years ago too, by the looks of it. Uh, between between John Riley wearing the RF chop on 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 the onto the podcast and Inda wearing the Coca-Cola T-shirt, I think. We were fashion icons, as usual, here in the top floor of RF Towers. Um, so that's it, lads. Uh, Rona, it was great to have you back. Inda, it's great to see you getting stern again and wound up over Mayo football. I loved it. It's great to see the the, the tension you feel and the anger sometimes. And yeah. By the way, they won and they done very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and delighted. Um, later on in the pod, we are having John Riley with a chat with him. Um, and that'll be coming up next and then we will uh, what have we else in that we have uh, uh, a separate we, pod coming up later with uh, Kieran Fitzgerald who uh, there's a Laker Gale about tonight I think this podcast will be out Thursday morning and I had a chat earlier today with Aileen Gilroy out in Australia and not to be missed Aileen is a character <laughs> Bart yeah, Martin Mahadi won't be happy with some of the stuff she has to say about where she comes from, but that he'll have to get over that. She's good fine, is she? 
Jeez, Brilliant. Yeah, so we have our first Laker Gale on the, a separate pod. We'll be coming up. Uh, we'll put the two out tomorrow, and I will we'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah. We'll have the two. I suppose we could put this one out tonight. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, we will talk. Uh, when will we talk? Well, I suppose we, we we'll see you, and we will uh, have uh, John Riley up next. Right, man. All right. Good luck, luck Roland. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Roland. Up, Mayo. So for this section now, we're going to talk about junior football and what else is there to talk about but the reigning All-Ireland junior champions, Kilmina, managed by John Riley. John, we have you on. How are you? What's the... Uh, Ref, I'm good. And uh, how are we getting on? Great, John. It's a good feeling. Uh, As I said, we started the podcast and the the junior championship and uh, who would have thought we'd be here as All-Ireland champions? It's It's a good feeling. It just shows that we can we can really pick the, the the winning teams from the beginning, can't we? We can. I know. I know. I've been singing our praises the first time he came down to Kilmeen, and surprisingly, I was expecting to see him there at the homecoming, and but uh, he probably wouldn't found his way this time in the dark. Anyway. <laughs> um, it, it's two or three. Was it three days now? It's Wednesday. Um, I bumped into the Kilmeen team yesterday. They were in um, the punch ball in Ballyhane. They're on a bit of a tour. They were in uh, great spirits. Obviously, it was a uh, it was great to, to to see the lads. I couldn't get to the game unfortunately, so I uh, had to do my congratulating there and had a a few words with a few of the boys and a few a few chats and a few handshakes when things went on. But what's the um what have you been doing for the last few days? Have you just been sitting back or have you just been taking it all mm-hmm. in or what's the story? Yeah, I think I after the homecoming I hopped in the car with Carly and my other half and. Got home to see the kids, and believe it or not, I watched the Sunday game <laughs> to see, uh, see Mayo. I was in bed at half twelve, but I didn't sleep a wink, and uh, I couldn't. I just, I was so tired after the whole lot. I say I've been switched on for the last two or three weeks, and went into town on Monday evening to see the lads, and the place was hopping. And uh, I let them off yesterday. They were doing their their coach tour with their, as they said, and I, I you know, I'm profanity here knows the shit shirts they all wore, and. Uh, they had a great time. And the great thing is they went out to Scotts there in Ahagower. And I think there was about 100, 150 people there with bonfires, you know, waving flags. And to me, Ahagower is the heartland of Westport football. And see, actually, the love they showed for Kamina and the joy they had first winning All-Ireland. It was just great. And I think Scots out there looked after them. So look, at the, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. John, just to ask you, before the match, any championship match, Night before, can you sleep? Do you worry? Or the, and then the night after the match, do you replay it in your mind? I know I couldn't sleep a wink the night after a match rather than the night before replaying it in my mind. What are you like? I sleep like an absolute log the night before the match. And I, I, it's, I said the best sleep I've ever had. But the night after a game, I am wired. Herself yeah. here, like I'd, I'd go out and do a, a fit of work after a game because... I need to wind down. I am hopping and thinking and questioning and going through it. And I'm wrecked, you know, but the night before, like I'd say, you know, the house could be shaking and I'd sleep away through it. You know, it's like you're preparing yourself, I suppose. Yeah, the the work was probably done, I suppose, at that stage. But there must have been an awful lot of uh, small jobs and 
a lot of organising and stuff. I'd say it was a, a lot more than the, just the three or four on the management team to get all that and get the lads even. The, I've seen a lovely set of pink shirts um, on, on the boys. Um, you know, to get all that stuff ready in, the, in a couple of weeks while trying to keep focusing on the game and not trying to get lose the run of yourself. Like so many teams in Mayo have done down through the years that, that you know, they just completely lost the run of themselves and ended up not performing. But it must it must have been some job up them 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 two or three or two weeks, was it? Up to the up to the final. Well, I, I suppose the the biggest thing was that I basically myself and Peter, we sat down and we got our itinerary and our list together and we gave it to the John McDonald and Mary Slattery and Park Moore and they just ran with it. And they basically left me alone. And the great, you know, the press stuff the night, the week before, I know you didn't get the shout in, you know, and uh, if we go again, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be that. Uh, but we had a press night and that was great because that just got everything out of the way. And, you know, sometimes you get caught up on it, but I think we we knew what we needed to do. But yeah, I, the, the amount of people, like the likes of Mickey Kearney and that, they were in the background working on it. And I know the players were talking about getting the, the shirts and chinos done and Paul Groden was the and I think Stephen Stanton were the, the designers for that over <laughs> seven seven and fair play to Richie Needham there and a big shout out he turned it around in 48 hours and got them for us and I think it's a risky move to wear pink shirts and grey chinos without having known you won but it gave us confidence that I said Paul if you believe we we can wear this I'll come out of Crow Park I believe you will do it and I, and the great thing is people say, why did you do it? And I think from kind of maybe a sports science side, uh, side of things is that it takes away guys questioning what they're going to wear after a game. That can take an awful lot of energy and it's done and dusted and they're not thinking about it. Yeah. And we had everything done to a T. Look, we had two buses going up with the minor team with us that had been training with us. You know, we're doing A versus B games. They came with us. We brought a mountain of... We set up our own room in Carlton and we had our own food there and we had like giant Jenga and giant Connect Four and uh, miniature golf stuff. So guys were just chilling out and people were coming and going. And we did the old school. We had mass that morning uh, by Father John Regan. And, you know, it was just that was a case of watching the religious thing, but it was a case just to sit down and and, and reflect on that. And give the lads a half an hour of thinking. Yeah. And look at the day before we went out to Abbottstown for a kick around to see that, and that was a good feeling as well. Look at, you know, it it, it it's just trying to get everything right, and the people around you. I hadn't to make a phone call to organise anything, and that was brilliant because all we had to focus on was Gnevgilla and what they were going to do and how we we're going to play. And it, it look at everything worked out, and we left nothing to chance. I think at the end of the day, bar the last minute. The the I didn't know you brought. I was wondering right when I seen the videos, the two buses going. I was like, Jesus, there must have a fair lump of panel. Brilliant to bring them young lads along. That'll be in that team in the next year or two and to experience that and even to get closer to the team itself and the fellas that are already there. It was been it was a great idea. Oh, it was massive and like see they're all playing. They've all played a football along. They're a str- very strong minor group. You know if they. Without, you know, not being hard on, on teams, but if they were a D championship team that hadn't experienced high level of football, it'd be a lot harder to have them integrated into the senior team. But these guys, the, 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 the skill set, their fitness and their want, it's it's brilliant. And we had to show us, you know, appreciation for what they've done. 
to come in and they've been with us since I just after the county final a lot of them came in and they just love it. You know, they yeah. they I told them if they're coming, they're prepping like the players, they prep like the players, they looked after things. And when the final whistle, I'd say it was some job to keep them boys off the pitch. I tell you, the stewards had their hair and their hands tied. <laughs> I I I've seen a, a couple of videos of a couple of Clamina people getting uh, walked walked uh, walked out of Crow Park by the stewards. I won't name who they are now. I think I know one or two of them, but that's emotions. And you know, especially after extra time and everything. I suppose extra time um, came when I suppose they were knocking on the door. Did you plan for it? Did you plan for Did you have a plan? Did you have a contingency about penalties or anything? We did. We, we had penalties out in Abbottstown and uh, we were actually sizing up Grody and Grealis, who was going to be the better shot stopper. And uh, I won't say on the podcast who we were thinking. Uh, <laughs> but we, got... One of them was definitely taking a penalty and one of them was definitely going to be the shot stopper. But uh, yeah, we did, we did that. And look, at, I was thinking, look, at, I could be, I was thinking about using five subs and eight subs and that. And you're, you're kind of planning for that because it can be tight. But we've done drills and games in, in training throughout the four years I've been there to basically what happens when you when you lose a lead and how you go into the next round and like the lads knew straight away all I like to do was say say to them seven to one which is the game and the lads were they were focused and reset and what they needed to do. Uh, I think looking back in the video if you looked at our huddle people said we looked dejected but actually we were actually really calm and we actually just we took a, we took about five or six breaths just to calm down and get going. And if you look at the Neve Gilla guys they were chest pumping and battering and getting, you know, that was energy you didn't need to burn at that stage. And, you know, in hindsight, it, it looked as if I think we were pepped for it. And I think one thing was when they got the first score off one of our mistakes, I think that readied us. I think that was the best thing that could have happened because that really put us into focus. But, you know, you look at it now and I would have heard to one in normal time. But when you look at the kind of history of, and the kind of story and the narrative around it, it wasn't a great to actually win it in, in extra time. And I, I know for one of the players who might have been involved in that last minute or two, it would have been awful hard on him the season he put in that maybe that's what he would have been remembered for. And yeah. it was great that the lad, no, we didn't even look for anyone to blame. And I know he's getting a lot of slagging out from the lads, but he should know that you know, it doesn't matter now because those balls turned over in the first minute and I've talked to the players about amplification. You know, if you miss a free in the first minute, it doesn't matter. But if you miss a free in the last minute, it's it's massive, you know. So the lads all know, like, it was the whole team effort in there. Yeah, it was it was a big talking point during the game with the, with the long-range frees that he just went short. He accepted, right, we have a better return rate of going short. And I suppose he had, had he that planned for or... You know that the free, if you have a free out from a certain range, that you're 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 going working the score. Like it, it, it looked to the people that like myself that probably don't know the team inside and out or don't know the way Camina play, but you must have had great confidence that you go right. We're going working the score from here, and that's it. Well, I I think with the freeze, if if you stood out, if you were standing on Co Park, that wind was coming swirling it was it was very unpredictable one minute it was going one way one minute it was going into the corner and into the hill there it was like you could kick a ball up in the air and it literally would have spun in the air like the conditions weren't ideal at all for football like you would in if you're in mayo and you had wind like that it's going the one way and it stays the one way in Crow park it was going all over the place 
And at times, if you stand out where, 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 where the wind that was coming through some of the gates, through the, the stand, it was like a hurricane. And another thing that people didn't realise is there is the light that was coming from the canal side. It was blinding the goalkeeper down on the hill 16. And there was a few spots in the pitch that if you were to take a shot, it would literally blind you. It was, it was, it was a funny situation. It's a perfect pitch. It's a great pitch. But the environment in it is something that you can't replicate around the country. Between a funny time of day and a funny time of year as well, I suppose, we're not, you know, it's easy when you're watching us, um, watching it at home and you, and you don't take in these factors, I suppose. Enda, your cock. John, mental preparation for the game. We had Tim Minan on last week from Radio Kerry. Tim's a very nice fellow, but I thought it was the Harlem Globetrotters you're going out to play. Uh, obviously, the Kerry record over the last five or six years was it hard to get the lads tuned in to that the Kerry team were beatable that just because there's 24 teams in Kerry that they hadn't an edge? I, I don't know. It's, it's funny because like we went into, I, I think after we got out of Mayo, it was a release, a massive release. Like Kilcommon, I think we were so nervous going into Kilcommon and we had a few kind of small injuries and that going in there. And I, that game was very edgy for us. And, you know, it could have gone either way, really. Like, I think in the, on the balance of it, we were the better team that day. But Kilcommon have a game plan and they've got an exceptional forward for that level in Justin Healy. And I think when we got out of Connacht, I think we knew we could we could mix it with any of them. But going against Kinevigilla, I think we focused on what we needed to do. We had a game plan for them and we got our matches up spot on. You know, look at Mike Murphy. We were watching him all from the four games that I watched on, 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 on tape. He was going out deep, but no one ever marked him. No one was pushing on him. If you look at Skellig, they didn't push on him. If you looked at Badenad, they didn't push on him. The Den didn't even push on him. So we said, like, if we get John Ryan in the game, and, like, the amount of ball he got on, it would have made a massive difference. So we know if we got the game plan right, we had the, the ability to beat them. Uh, in psychology-wise, I, I don't think there was any doubt that we could mix it with the Kerry team. Do you know, I, I, I think, actually some of the guys were reveling in the fact that they're going to be hot, hot favourites, you know. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of getting your homework done on them, how did you go about figuring out Gnave uh, Gillard? Was it, was it, was there phone calls? Was there videos? Or how did you go about it? Uh, there, was a, there was a few phone calls. Uh, I think we kind of want to get a measure of the club. You know, I wanted to find out what type people that were down there and what they thought of the football and you looked at they won a Munster Championship in 2010 so there's pedigree in there you wanted to see what the structures are like and then it was it was video and uh, there's a lot of stuff we could have picked up from the Den game and then I looked at the county final against Skellig and that was interesting there how Skellig nullified them but I don't think Skellig had the, the fitness to, to to hit them on the counter-attack and then Ballina were were very naive in how they played them. I don't think they worked on their tackling. Um, so I think over that, I was it was watching maybe, I think, 10 hours of tape, really, in terms of everything you're looking at. And then we sat down and we, we decided what our matchups you need to do. And like, it's amazing how easy it is when you're winning and you're pushing on these things to do the analysis and do the work. You know, I think comparable to the Mayo Championship, you kind of know each other anyway. You don't see each other as much on tape. But when you do go into the likes of, Connacht and that we knew nothing about Athenry, only paper clippings, you know. But we knew yeah. that they, they caused problems for about ten minutes. I mean, serious problems, and we kind of got on top of that. And then St. Pat's, I looked at them in the game against the Roscommon. 
representatives and I watched their county final a few times and then same thing with Clambalogue, we went up to Newbridge and then we watched them in the county final and you're getting a good view on that and as I said in the interview, my hard learning was from 2018 going out against Ackle thinking, you know, I know who I knew who Ackle were and I know what we needed to do, but they did the homework on us. And I said, I'll never be this underprepared going into a, a match again. And, you know, I says, there's a lot of learning in your failures. You know, this, that's that's where we were. We just needed to learn in the past and we do in for it. Brilliant. And anything else you want to touch on? No, in terms of your backroom team, John, uh... Do you want to say anything about any of them, what they've done or tanked oh, them or absolutely. whatever? It's PC, Peter Carney, an absolute legend, the principal down in Carahalla. He's very simple, like, very like me. Uh, you know, he likes to have things sorted and things organised. I think my other half would say she's in a relationship with me now and PC because the amount of phone calls first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And uh, I get that with Enda. I get the exact yeah. same thing, 11 o'clock at night. It's, it's what makes things work, and Peter has a great passion for it, you know. And he, he's he's a great way with the lads, and he's a great man manager. He has a great sense of fun about him, and he did excellent work with the goalkeepers. You know, he was spot on. He really took that on. And then we got John Dots from uh, from Tyrone, and it actually was great going out against the Terry team with John Dots as our defensive coordinator because John just like. He knew, you know, I won't repeat what he was saying about the boys, but he loves football. And the big side about John is, is he's, he really wants to develop players. And that was the selling point is that we've got young guys coming through and we kind of sold him a development plan that we want to implement. And John is really, really hot on that. And he's a really top guy, a really nice, approachable guy. And he's he's just easy going when you need him to be easy going. And he's hard on when you need him to be hard. And then you have Sweets, the legend, you know, Owen Sweeney. And I just say, Sweets doesn't lose finals. That's what he keeps saying. <laughs> I don't lose finals. And I said, fair play to him. I said, uh, we lost the Cusick Cup to Ackle this year. Sweets wasn't there. You know, he was, <laughs> that day he was gone. But yeah, no, Owen, is, he brings a wealth of knowledge. And one thing for me that really stood out with Owen, especially going into Crow Park, you know, I've been in Crow Park as a spectator. I've never been in the dressing rooms. I've never been around the people. He knew the fellow who was opening the gate. He knew the guy who was on the door. He just, and again, it gives you that bit of insight. He knows Crow Park. He's been there. He's got great connections. And he's put a wealth of work into the boys for their skills. And again, a sense of crack about him. And uh, he's, he's, he's great fun to be with the boys. And the lads love him, especially Wizard. Uh, Wizard is a... Uh, is a man that has a lot of character around himself and he put in some shift on on, on the weekend but he's given out to sweets because he didn't turn up for the for the old booze cruise yesterday <laughs> i think there was a few people actually that didn't show up uh, mr he knew was plaguing me on sunday or monday to be making sure that I'm a, i appear at this booze cruise and i went into the punch bowl looking for him straight away and there was no sign on so if you're if you're listening to this chris now um you let yourself down. You let you let your team down. You were supposed to be there. Yeah. John, yeah. John, in terms of next year, have any minors have you of age coming from this year's panel? Scared the teams and intermediate now you're getting the chance? I'd say there's eight of them coming through that'll be that'll stick with us. There's probably uh maybe another three or four that we kind of need to nail down to get in there. And I'd say out of that eight, looking at it now, two of them are definitely could have been on the squad and one of them could have been starting 
for the All-Ireland. You know, that's how we're, they're at. So the fact that they've had four months, basically, blooding them with the senior team, it's great yeah. to see. Yeah. You know, it's a big step up going from minor up into senior ranks. And you look at Jack Carney's first year, he was a wing forward and he was just learning his feet and he was enjoying his football. And Ronald O'Donnell came in this year with Chris McGlynn. And look, my aim is every year is trying to get a minor to be a solid starter. And if I can get two or three, that's a bonus again, you know. Like, you know, you look at the old dogs, the likes of myself and Neely and that, where we're there to be, you know, I, I hope we can get another season out of Neely. He's got a bad knee injury, but I, I'd like to think he'll do another year. Uh, I'll definitely stick in kicking a ball for another year. And, you know, and Pat McCrone is there, Pat will play, because his son is actually in, he's old enough to play for the senior team. So it'd be great for to see Pat and Jack on the pitch together, you know, that'll be mighty. But yeah, look at, and there's, there's guys coming behind them again as well. So we've got another group coming, you know. Yeah, exciting times on Camina and and the year isn't too far away already. Yeah, we've got five, I'm telling the lads we've got four you got four weeks to get fat and drink and all that and then we have to go at it. And I I, I you know, we we were here in two thousand and three when we did well and we got to an all Ireland final and I think that group we didn't kick on as well as we thought we should have. And it's you know, if you have potential, the worst thing is that you leave it behind you. And as a club, I think the, the the fight is there and the hunger is there to kind of maybe go on a little bit more and have a good record. Had Kilmina them sort of minors and are the sort of talent coming through that the in two thousand three? Yeah, there was a minor group there. We went to the B final against Davids and they had Kerry and McNamara on it, and we we lost that in extra extra time in a replay. And the following year, the team went to the B final. And I think that's when Mayo had just A and B championships, you know, and there were good teams coming through and good players. And then you had the likes of Vinnie Ryan and Kieran Sheridan that were adding into it. And uh, I, I, I think it just got a bit, I think we took it a bit too serious at times and the joy was gone out of it, you know what I mean? And it got, it was still good fun, but not to the way it is now where we're kind of, you're balancing the fun and you're balancing the training of it because, you know, sometimes if you take it too serious, that's you miss the point. You know, you miss the yeah. point when you're down there. Do you know, it's the same. It's the same in a lot of a lot of aspects of life. Um, Jack Carney, will you miss I him now? I was going to ask about Jack Carney when he starts Saturday week. Do you know, look at that. Look, I I think Jack Jack deserves to have his go in there, and he it's what he wants. You know, he's playing football for that. He really wants to play at the higher level, and look at we'll have to deal it out of him, and I, I I won't be crying that he's gone. You know, I think he'll be better for it and what he brings back to us. And look, Jack knows that I'm always talking to him when he does come back, how he feels. Uh, I'm not going to play him if he feels sore or anything like that. And I know we'll have him for the championship. We probably won't have him for the league. But bear in mind, we only got him back this year for the Arda game. That's when he came back and he got better and better because he did his shoulder. So look at Jack. He, he's only 20 years of age so far, lads. You know, and I think... You see on the social media and things as you're getting a lot of pressure to get him in there. I think, you know, to people out there, give him time. He'll prove his worth and he'll get better and better because that, that guy is a he's a he's a cut above uh, everyone there in the club of what he does. And he brings the standard higher, which is great. And as well as that, lads, he's a good lad and he enjoys the crack as well. Good. Uh, anyone else? Is there any other lads? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, you know, they're, 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 I think there's the talk. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, James Hoare might be looking for a player type, and you know, you got Sean Ryder there, and 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 Derek Keaveney. You know, they're they're, they're our high scores. But I, I, I think there's one man that if we could get him and and, and mind him as Keith Joyce, because 
he has an engine on him. He's he's a hard hitting guy. He's got the skill set. You know, if he could condition strength and conditioning and maybe eat a little bit better, apart from eating three <laughs> donuts and you know McFlurries after training, he'd be a savage addition to the male squad. You know, and I I'd love to have seen John Ryan, John Ryan to get a get a look in because you know he has the the physique for it and the the athleticism and I think he knows football a lot. But again, to get into the male squad now, you know, you, you kind of need a year of conditioning to really make it in, and it's it's hard for these guys to say, oh, he'll get in and do class. You know, you look at Justin Healy going in there, and I know he played that game in the dome, and kind of people were saying, you know, he, he looked a bit out of place, and but no, give Justin a bit of time, you know, get him stronger, and he's used to being the focal point of attack there for Kilcommon and like he's he's a quality player and, and I think you have to give guys time rather than just one game and then throw them out of the out of the system you know they need a bit of time you don't have to worry about him anymore anyway so it's it, it, it's uh, for another year anyway it's different Justin plays a game style where everything goes through him whereas Mayo run everything it's very hard for Justin to adapt in one game Oh, it's, it's really hard. And, yeah. and, and, you know, James James Horan knows what players he wants and what system he's going to do and he can adapt to it. When you have a club team, you have to kind of look, look at what type of player you have and how he can make it. Uh, I, you know, with Kamina, we, we have a good player base there. We play our game and, you know, I'm not going to suddenly turn around and start playing a dangle, our mad long ball into our full forward line. You know, you have to see what you have in front of you. And I think sometimes coaches, managers go into clubs have an idea what they want to do rather than seeing what's in front of them, you know. So I think uh, give him time, give him time. I'd like to see him get him more time and see what he can do. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, that was very good, John. Great points there, interesting points, with the, especially with the minor players and the bits about an all-earning final. I think it's um, it's well worth our listeners listening to that. And a, a successful team, it's not often we say it. And um, I, we we're delighted that you've done it. And I think you... He uh, showed a lot of people in Mayo how to do it um, above and Croker. So, uh, well done on behalf of me, and I sure end as the same way. Yeah, uh, we jumped on the bandwagon early, John. <laughs> for a change, we got it right. But uh, <laughs> the next thing we'll be looking for you to replace James in a year or two. So, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> yeah, don't cut us yeah, out. Yeah, don't cut right. us out. That, that, that's, uh, I think, you know, if that came into it, I'd be, uh, I'd be out, out, out in the shade now at that stage. Look at Yeah. Lads, and look, I fair play, and you didn't jump on the bandwagon. I think you started to go, and I think I think you were the boys <laughs> started to fair play. And uh, look, I, we enjoy the I enjoy the podcast, and you know it's well it's well light here in the house, as you can see, and where the RF top and all that I got for Christmas. <laughs> so, so keep Brilliant. it going, you know, keep it going. It's great. It's great to see great to see people and successful managers wearing the RF merchandise. And to be fair, now most people that have appeared on the podcast have went on to successful management and uh, playing so far. So just a hint to all our listeners out there. Our one ref. Huh? <laughs> oh, you. Oh. Except you, and uh, except you. Sorry. <laughs> right, right, John. John thanks a million. We'll probably try and get John again before your first intermediate match next year, and hopefully you'll have the same success and. Win an intermediate title. Good thing. We'll give it a few years, boys. We'll give it a few yeah. years. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks, Thank John. you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.